Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. Today is episode 20. This is scary. I never thought in my right mind that I would be on episode 20. When I first started this podcast, I just was doing it to see how many episodes I could get into. Brian Keane sent me the challenge of setting up the podcast on, on, say, the Saturday. I set it up on the Friday. And I recorded maybe three episodes in the first week, and that was in December. We're now into April by the time this episode's going out, and it's already at episode 20, which is scary. But what the other thing is that's more amazing is the amount of feedback that you guys have given me through social media. I haven't met some of you guys, or most of the, most of the listeners at this stage, but what's been amazing is that I've had great feedback from you guys, that even if one point from any of the episodes that I have spoken about relates to you or has impacted your way of training or logic or your food or in any way, that's what the whole point of this podcast was. It's also a way for me to kind of put my opinion out there, my voice out there and see how many people will actually listen to me and how many people will it can impact, but I'm also very blessed in the amazing guests that I've had on over the first 20 episodes. I've had Brian on, I've had Paul Germany on, which was probably one of my favourite episodes because I was completely new to it, and Paul, Paul very kindly gave me a lot of very good feedback from the episode, and the feedback from my actual clients face-to-face has been amazing as well, but also the other episodes that I've had on with Teacher Triceps Rebecca, also with Robin Das who I've, I like Robin Das's style and he it was interesting to see because he's, he's done the same course on nutrition that I am studying at the minute but he's also done a degree in three or four years of college as well and he said it's completely different the fact that the way they apply you're now able to apply the information to clients with Rebecca I learned an awful lot and particularly with kind of the menstrual cycle and the protein bars and stuff like that. So I've been able to relay that to my clients. So I never thought in any way was I going to be able to learn from doing podcasts. I thought it was going to be a way of teaching you guys. But what I found is that I've learned so much from the people that I've actually spoken to. So then I had Brian Keane on. He had sent me the challenge of getting to 20 or 21 because that's when most people drop off on their podcasts. And he messaged me over Instagram and said, right, I think it was about eight episodes that he he said to me, right, I'll come on episode 10. So we organized that. He spoke about one of the most popular topics of his very own podcast, which was victim mentality. And this this was an amazing episode for me to hear from the horse's mouth and being able to talk to him via, via Skype. And it was great to kind of get some insights into that because I fall into that. I fell into that whole mindset of being a victim and even the week of recording this I had one I had a pretty shite week mentally I didn't because the weather wasn't great but that was an excuse I could have gone out it was just I was looking outside and wasn't feeling great mentally and I should have gone out for the walks and stuff like that training I kind of took a few days off training because my body just was looking for recovery and I needed to give it the recovery time that uh, it required so Brian did that episode. Then we also had Holly Davidson, 
and I've actually met Holly face to face and that was an amazing episode. It was interesting to hear from a female perspective on how to deal with body confidence and stuff like that and her mindset of how she got started into the gym because sometimes I think some females may feel that if they start lifting weights they're going to get bulky but Holly has put that to bed and Holly's episode is probably one of the most downloaded episodes so far and then we've also had Brian Hawkins on and we've had Jack Gad on so I'm working with Jack as an online coach at the minute he's my coach and I'm enjoying the process so far I'm about three weeks in the kilos are slowly coming up the, the amount of food and stuff like that which is great and, and I just have to be prepared to get a little bit fluffy which is probably the hardest part I, I enjoy staying lean but again a little bit fluffy I'm going to have to do that in order to put on a little bit of size and then we have Brian Hockness on and that was one of probably my favourite episodes and a lot of the feedback Brian doesn't do many podcasts Brian has a lot and it's important for us to kind of take up on board. He's a fully qualified nutritionist. He has worked with Body First Nutrition, who are a great company. Their meals are very good. So if anyone is kind of struggling for meal prep, get on to Body First and get on to Raysha and Body First. I'm not sponsored by them in any way. And I won't be making any money out of it. I just thought I'd give them a shout out because they got me through my prep. And then we've all, and then we've also uh, Brian also spoke, had a few little tips in relation to water and training and stuff like that and actually listen to your body. So that was very important as well. So this episode is an episode, it's going to be a solo episode. I've had Ben Coomer on as well, which I completely forgot about, which was my bad Ben, so apologies. Ben was, is, is a big name over in the UK and I was very, I popped him a message on Instagram and himself and his PA, we organised getting him on and it was it was great to have a chat with him and understand where he's at because he's one of those people I look up to a lot in relation to the podcast world and the health and fitness world he's built an amazing empire he has a supplements company has an education company has a he also has the fitness company as well so he has three little umbrellas and his enthusiasm hasn't waned at all he's built his own opportunities he's built it from scratch he's had his ups and downs on the business side but hasn't let him let him get deterred as well that his determination is what i admire about him completely um and then the last few weeks i've recorded other podcasts which are going out so i don't this episode i think it's episode 20 as i've said so this one is something that's very close to my heart and it's in relation to why we drink or why we put this stigma of having to drink with going out and being social i so for those who haven't listened to the episode i think it's episode 11 which is my story i gave up booze at this the episode time that this episode's going out i gave up booze two years so i had got sick two blood clots and flew it on my lungs and i had to give it up for three months i, well, I didn't have an addiction per se I use it as a coping mechanism or or a release and I thought that was the only way that I was going to be able to have a circle of friends or being able to go out and talk to to talk to girls and have fun and that's what I was using it for it wasn't I wasn't addicted anyway and there are people out there who have have addictions to it and I'm very lucky that I didn't I was just using it to be just seem to be kind of the cool kid and this episode is in no way a 
an episode to give you whoever does drink a lecture on that you shouldn't drink or anything like that. It's just to kind of give an understanding of the mindset behind someone that doesn't drink. Like I, so I got sick in April and the, I took time off work, tried to figure it out. I fell into a bad place, very bad place mentally, lost a lot of weight very quickly. And one, I was very lucky that one of my best mates had decided to take a little bit of a break from work from the corporate world and we went traveling. So this was one of those things that I said to myself that if I can go traveling without drinking or go to, so we went over to Asia, so we we're going to be doing the full moon parties. We were going to Burma, Singapore, Thailand. We we're going to Cambodia, Vietnam. So we would have been meeting up with people that live over that way, that we have friends over that way. They would have been kind of, the kind of the expat community is quite boozy. And we we went to the full moon party completely sober. And you'd never thought of it from the a couple of the photos. I, probably, I might attach a couple of the photos to, of the kind of the costumes and stuff that we we put on. Um, me wearing fairy wings and a load of penises drawn all over, drawn all over my arms. Thanks to uh, the people that we met over there, they drew those on. So, like people react. My my impression of when when you kind of when you say that you don't drink to people is that people react very weirdly um to this whole statement they almost kind of take a second second step back and that's in like i'm very blessed i have my friends i have my circle and this is one of those things that has kind of been one of the core messages from some of the podcasts that i've listened to like paul germany and brian Keane. that's one of the core things and in the kind of time that i haven't drank I've realized more so who are the core friends. There was also there was a time when I felt that I was missing out. There was a time that my phone would be busy on a say a Thursday getting ready or getting excited for Friday or Saturday night out with the lads or whatever like that. And since I stopped drinking, that's kind of subsided, which which is which is fine. It's just not a priority for me. And the whole point of the whole way this episode came about was I was on a stag recently for one of my best mates. And I think at this time of the episode at time of this release he should be married now by about a week, I think. And I was speaking to one of the guys that I hadn't seen ask from school for a long time. He lives over in London, and my friend lives over in London, and hadn't seen him in a while. And he he was asking myself, he was kind of challenging myself as to why I didn't drink and why, how I was going to cope on the stag with the crazy bunch of piss heads and all that kind of stuff. And I just kind of as he was kind of questioning and questioning and questioning, I kind of had one of these epiphany moments that it just wasn't a priority for me. It's not a priority for me. My priority at the moment is to give out as much information to you guys as much as possible, but also to help as many people in the gym and online with my online coaching, which is available on shamewashfitness.com if you guys are interested at all. But I just said it was not a priority and I posted up a picture of that and I got an amazing response to feedback that from that post up on Instagram was amazing. So thank you guys for that. But back to that when people are, when you're out in social situations, people do react very weirdly. And this isn't only in kind of face to face, but even if you're talking to someone 
via Instagram or you're talking to someone via the kind of the dating apps or whatever like that and they see that you're not drinking, they would either kind of question and kind of say, oh, do you have a problem? Or they would, might think that you're a PT and you're obsessed with your body image and all that kind of stuff. But when he, when the real answer, when you actually explain it to them and kind of say it's just not a priority or it's just not for you at, at this moment in time or you just don't like doing it because of the anxiety that you get from it, then they kind of take a step back and they go like, oh, I wish I, I could do that. But my response to them is like, what's stopping you? It's literally because of you you have you have the power to do whatever you want if you wanted to stop drinking you could if you want it's the same thing when if you want to lose five stone you could it's just going to take a little bit of time but with the booze thing i just went cold turkey i had to give it up for three months and i was kind of like i set myself a challenge in my head the same way that i set myself or my clients set themselves a challenge of losing a certain amount of weight it's no different it's the exact same thing you're putting those negative connotations into your head that you can't give up the booze it's completely up to you i think when i was boozing that it was down to kind of the social pressures and the fear of missing out so i would have gone out most weeks and then maybe once or twice a week say a friday and a saturday i rarely would have gone out midweek i tended not to drink midweek because i knew that i'd feel groggy and i feel like shite and I'd go back in on the Monday feeling like hell and I'd go back it would take me probably till the Wednesday or the Thursday to feel semi-normal again and my my work my work levels were crap and whoever had me as an employee I do apologize but my work my work levels were were shite um I didn't give my utmost I was kind of lethargic I was not eating well I was eating I didn't even know what a calorie was at that stage and I kind of went along the whole process of the, kind of the fear of missing out. How many times have people been out on nights out and they're kind of like, oh, this is shite. And then they're kind of like, they're just drinking for the sake of it. They're not feeling the buzz and they think they're going to get the buzz of the booze. They end up spending 100, 200, 250 a night and where they could have easily gone home and got up the next morning semi-feeling a little bit, a little bit groggy but not like not completely and already hung over to bits and could have done something the next day rather than going out and getting absolutely obliterated and and being kind of feeling like shite and having the anxiety and then having that vicious circle again we all have willpower the fear of missing out is one of these these biggest things that you're kind of saying oh oh the lads are going to do something or you're staying out until 5 or 6 a.m i have no problem with people staying out until that time don't get me wrong, this isn't a condescending talk, this isn't me having a rant, this is me trying to impart some wisdom on someone that has given it up for two years and it's just a, if someone out there is looking to do it, that it, it's easier said It's easier said than most people think or it's, it's easier done than most people think. Um, the, also the thing of fitting in that there's a lot of social pressure on someone to kind of have a drink. Even when from a young age, I remember being 15 or 16 and drinking in one of my friends my friends one of my friends at the time's family had a pub and they were away or something like that and ended up drinking with with the friend and his brother was there who was a little bit older ended up drinking peach snaps and it was just it was i haven't drank peach snaps since because i got so ill from the booze and it was just kind of one of those social peer pressures and that happens when you're a teenager and that's one of those things and then you were you went off to to Wes, which is a club a nightclub in Dublin, 
or was a nightclub in Dublin for uh, teens. It was kind of an underage disco. And then you went to, to, to Big West, which is when you were kind of like 17 or 18. Um, and that was a, a fear of, of not fitting in and being kind of being that sad. Oh, and teenagers can be mean and stuff like that. And it was just one of those things that probably looking back at it, it was kind of just weak willpower. And that's exactly what it was. And probably there's a lot of influence from the media on why a lot of people drink. If you look of any of the TV characters, there's always having a drink. There's If you look at any of the big soaps, like EastEnders or Coronation Street over in the UK or Fair City over here, there's always some sort of pub that is in, in the series. And this is kind of one of these things that the only way for them to congregate or to meet up is to have a pint. And that's one of these things like that you don't necessarily have to go out for pints or whatever to have have fun. You can go out for a meal, you can go for a walk, you can do something else. It's just different priorities. Some people want to go out and do that and that's fine. They want to they they want to go out and have the fun with the with the booze, but then they give out the next day about the hangover and the fear afterwards. And then it's just like, why the fuck are you doing it? But for me, my priorities lie in my mental health. The booze didn't do my mental health any any good. I got severe anxiety, the hangovers. I tend not to be able to eat the next day, which wasn't good. And then when I did eat for the next two or three days, it was absolute rubbish. I would look for like quick food or pizzas or something like that. And that just wasn't, just wasn't uh, nutritional. Now when I'm kind of saying, the fuck was I doing? And it just wasn't for me. And I look back and I'm, I'm I was in I was in a vicious circle. I was going and going around drinking, and I just it just wasn't for me. So like, why is there so much pressure out there? It's kind of like one of those things is meeting new people can be nerve wracking. There's absolutely no doubt about it, especially if you're alone. Uh, when I first stopped drinking, I was worried I wouldn't be confident enough to enter a social setting where everyone else was drinking except me. But you know what? I realized it's not that difficult once you're there. Um. It is, however, a great challenge to face and a great opportunity to observe what comes for, up for you. I found journaling to be particularly useful during this time. So I've started doing a, I know Brian Hawkins had kind of had a gratitude journal mentioned in his episode. And what I've started doing since the new year is writing down into a diary, kind of the thoughts of the day and then kind of looking back at them a couple later and kind of understanding why was it feeling that way or what made me feel that way or whatever. And it really has helped. And it's one of those things that I'd never thought it was. It's kind of one of these things that when we were younger, journaling was kind of one of these things that girls did or teenage girls did. And that that's that's not true. Um, it we're a lot more in touch with our feelings and our mental health now, particularly for males. Males tend to be struggle a little bit. Not all males, some do, um, with kind of putting their their opinions out there or getting their feelings out there. And I couldn't recommend talking to someone even if it's a a friend or someone professionally i couldn't recommend talking to someone a little bit uh if you are struggling for mental health and i know conley counseling and salorgan were amazing with me and there are other different people like that i know there are hot there are phone numbers out there as well so i recommend talking to people as well so the 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 journal definitely helped me and i found journey to be particularly useful during the time you're kind of forced to face the fear because instead of leaning on alcohol as the crutch, which I felt it was, 
you actually have to face yourself and be bold. You have to put your feelings onto a page. It's similar enough to what I get my clients to do with the food journal. It puts things in black and white for you. And there's no way of kind of hiding away from that. It's just a way of putting your thoughts out onto a page and then you can understand how these thoughts are coming in because ultimately you are the one that's putting the thoughts into your head. If you're putting having negative thoughts, you're putting those into your head. If you're having positive thoughts, you're putting them into your head. You control the thoughts that go go out and that's how you feel and stuff like that. And I that's something I struggled with and I still do struggle with. I've had one of those weeks where I was kind of like struggling mentally and I've kind of dealt with two of the three of the things that are putting me down. And the weight off my mind has completely transfixed me. And now I went training yesterday, I felt so much better for training this morning and felt so much better. But when I was in that little bubble or little hole, I felt like shite and I just want to do anything. And that's not good. That's not healthy. But I need. I was kind of stressing about what other people thought, which is one of the episodes I've actually spoken about. And I kind of looked back and kind of wrote down a page, looked back at the notes uh, on Thursday. Today is Saturday. I kind of said like cop on and that was that that's the power of the, the journal so i couldn't recommend that any higher for you guys the only way it gets easier is doing it even though it might feel awkward and uncomfortable at first what i would say like anything else it gets easier with practice at first when i gave it up i was always conscious self-conscious of kind of the nightclubs and stuff like that um so i'm just saying a drink of water guys so i I tend to do these recordings in one episode or one take and it gives a little bit more authenticity to the actual episodes and I don't listen back to most of them either. I listen back to the kind of the guest ones to make sure that the notes are okay and stuff like that but I try not to listen back to the solo episodes which is some people might find strange because you may say something stupid but I just feel that it's I'm kind of ha- I have a few notes on a piece of I have two pieces of paper in front of me here with little pointers and they're the the notes that I use and I'm comfortable enough on being able to talk um regarding this. It does feel uncomfortable and awkward at first and that's 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 just a mental block that some of us have and I had that and at times I still do have it. But the fact that I did a full moon party in Thailand, I went to a rave in Burma in some warehouse in Yangon and we got told to calm down and two or two out of the three of us weren't drinking. So if you I've learned in now that it's not stop caring what other people think, but everyone else is there. It's kind of, I, I kind of compare it to the gym that when you go into a gym at first, you think that people are watching you. And but when you go out in the piss and you're kind of running around like a lunatic and just having a bit of crack, no one's really watching. They're, they're on their own little bubble. They're pissed. They're not paying atten- any attention at all. So if I'm honest, I, I'll admit that rather than worrying about the not drinking itself, I was worrying about what I was going to say when people asked me why I wasn't drinking. And I've struggled with that, particularly at weddings. Weddings is the one that I struggle with the most because my inner circle or my friends, have they're okay with it. They're perfect with it. Not that they need to be or whatever, but and my parents are okay with it and all that kind of stuff. It's when I'm kind of meeting strangers or going on dates or whatever that they that I worry about what they're gonna think or they're gonna ask the awkward questions, but I'm kinda of a little bit more at ease with the awkward questions. So I was I was I was really I was actually happy that that person asked me at that occasion on that stag that about the not drinking actually challenged me on why I wasn't doing it. That person was a medical professional 
they're a nurse and it was interesting to hear their ideas on it as well because they would have seen frontline of the effects of alcohol on people as well and all that kind of stuff so uh it isn't high school anymore it isn't school and i face peer pressure we all have at some stage given into to peer pressure and there's nothing nothing to say that we won't continue to but like i we are i am an adult and i can make up my own choices and it's just not a priority for me and I, this is i as i keep saying guys this isn't a way of giving out to people that do drink it's completely their choice it's just kind of saying that if people if someone is looking to kind of almost go dry or that it's it's in your hands it's in no one else's hands and I know when I meet new people and stuff like that, they may find it a bit strange and they also may feel that it's just a PT being vain that they don't drink and stuff like that. And that's definitely not a way. That's definitely not it. And then with the kind of social situations can be as fun, uh, if not more fun without alcohol. And those kind of examples that I gave already with kind of Thailand and traveling Asia sober and then going back over to Thailand I think probably over there at this time or just back when this episode goes out I I went out I was kind of just boozing for the sake of boozing I was kind of just drinking for the sake of drinking just looking to kind of to kind of get the buzz off or whatever like that and not that I was kind of the messy the messy drunk and the people that are out there who, who have been out in the piss with me I wasn't the messy one I was just one of those people that kind of like used it as kind of a way of interacting with people and kind of build up confidence. I was kind of hiding behind the booze for confidence, uh, being able to talk to girls or whatever like that. And probably now I'm kind of in the mindset of if I want something or if I like someone or something like that, I'll potentially go for it. Depends on how I how I'm feeling. If I feel there's a little bit more selfish in kind of that regard that if I do want something like if I want something to do with the business I'll go for it but I'll but if I if I if I'm kind of interested in something like that I may approach them and before I would I would be kind of scared of the, the opposite sex when I was a teenager and stuff like that was so awkward and that probably re- went into college got a little bit more confident but was still, still never confident but now it's kind of like if you kind of meet someone on a on a night out and they ask you and all that kind of stuff about the booze situation they kind of put the walls up straight away and but that's their issue it's not your issue your issue you're comfortable in your own skin it's not your priority so if they're if you're kind of thinking that oh i may not meet someone all that kind of stuff that i wouldn't worry about it there are people i know other people that don't drink either and they're happily married so it's definitely not that there are people out there it's just you can either wait or else you can kind of rush into some sort of relationship and that's not what my priority is or not not what, what i want to do at the minute and if i if i'm not feeling something or whatever well then i won't i won't go with it and i know with the with the booze and stuff like that i i found that a lot of people are less dramatic with their booze you can have a clear and engaging conversation people's egos aren't as inflated and there aren't isn't a lot a lot of bullshit and stuff like that and you connect more genuine with them as well and you're not hiding behind conversations and stuff like that instead of just making best friends with someone while you're drunk exchanging numbers then never talking to them again sober connections tend to be more meaningful and many more doors can open from connecting people in this way and i found that as well that the people they actually speak to once they get their heads over that they're holding up booze and thing or whatever 
that you can actually have a more civil conversation with them. Um, some people may think you're the, the boring bastard that doesn't drink or with the, with the pint of water or whatever like that. If you if you're if you are going to do it or if you are going to kind of give up the booze, you're thinking about it at all. I would go for the NAs or the non-alcoholic beers. They are some of them are okay. Some of them are, are pretty decent. Um, I tend to kind of stick to like one or two cokes and that get my sugar rush, just to kind of keep me awake or caffeine. And then I'd, then I'd go in the water. Uh, at least I have something in my hand. And people may think it's just like a, a vodka sprite or something like that. So you might find uh, drunk fun isn't actually sober fun as well. Another thing I realised that it's extremely loud environments with kind of the music and big crowds of compacted people. They're not really my thing anymore. As I've kind of got older, I still be able to have fun. Like I'd go to the odd um, club or whatever like that. But they, they, they're not my scene. I wouldn't go every week or whatever. Uh, while I still can definitely enjoy a night out with friends, I look forward to going home and kind of getting a decent rest. And that was one of the things that I bring my car. If I'm going out, I'll bring my car in. And I'll more than likely be the taxi for the lads. No problem doing that. But at least if it's, if it's a crap night rather than chasing the night, I have my car and I'll be able to be able to go home on my own accord. So I could be home maybe three or four hours before the lads. But like I said, say until like one or two at night. It depends how the night is. And then I'll be able to wake up fresh face and train in the morning or go for a walk or be able to kind of do a little bit of work like the online client check-ins on a Saturday. But the thing is, being sober forces you to find out what you actually like and not just what, what you think people expect you to like. Uh, this is a very introspective and personal experience. I've learned more about myself this in the last two years than in my entire life so far. I know what I enjoy. I know who I can connect with and I know what I value. And this is important for me. I've got very philosophical in the last kind of two years and that's why I kind of do the podcast in order to kind of almost not like a counseling thing, but it's also a way for me to kind of verbalize what I've gone through. And I know other people out there do struggle with mental health. I know other people do struggle with all this kind of stuff as well. So I know I just want them to know that they're not alone and there are other people out there in the same boat. Thing about not drinking is you won't know how it feels until you try it. And that's the truth. If you are someone who feels like they absolutely need to have a drink in a social situation, then you are someone who could probably benefit the most from trying it sober. Yeah, it, I'm not going to lie. It is scary and intimidating. But let me assure you, it's not impossible. If you're worried about what to talk about with strangers, you can always discuss the experiment you're trying, partaking in a social situation without alcohol. From my experience, this is always a good icebreaker of conversation starter. So I know there is a there's a thing on the internet about like it's a sober club or something like that. Um they have a website and they do a 30-day challenge and they have people that have been on the 30-day challenge and then they go on for maybe two or three years without booze. So it, it can be a decent show. Uh, start a point in conversations with people as well if you're comfortable with it if you're not comfortable with it then i would advise to have the the non-alcoholic beers because you won't be questioning people won't be going around test test tasting your beer per se and kind of saying oh you're not drinking you're lame or whatever um some the other thing that it kind of comes through is some people have a healthy relationship with alcohol some don't and many are in, in denial uh if you're questioning it i would say try it 
it's not going to kill you. You may find that you'll find a bit, be a bit more comfortable in yourself. But one thing that I find is the the one thing that I probably struggle with the most is that the phone isn't as busy on as I said earlier, it was like the Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, the phone will be hopping kind of let's go out for pints. So like the time of this is kind of the 16th of March when I'm recording this. Paddy's day is tomorrow, the all the rugby's on today. My phone will be normally hopping. And now it would be kind of the, the messages that would be coming through would be my close friends or whatever trying to get, like meet up with a gaff or something like that. They just know that I wouldn't probably sit in the pub uh, and watch matches. Not for saying that, not saying that I wouldn't, but if I, I don't particularly want to sit there all day. I did that last Paddy's Day for when Ireland won the Grand Slam, and it was it was grand. It wasn't. Everyone was out. It was kind of. At the, the point where I'm kind of now, I'm kind of like, I'm going to, if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do something. It makes sound a little bit selfish, but it's not, as I said, it's, it's just not a priority. I know when like social occasions can be difficult, weddings, holidays, but the best thing about it is the, the level of anxiety or the, the no hangover, nothing like that. The fear of missing out, like how many times you actually chase the night. I just love having been able to kind of leave if, if needs be. And then the the biggest thing that I would say to you guys, I'm just going to wrap this up, is you feel so much better. The whole thing about missing out is definitely a load of bollocks, the fact that fear of missing out and stuff like that. It's just one of these myths. If you want to drink, drink. If you're kind of, this episode is for someone who is thinking about giving it up or is maybe because I know this time of Lent as well, some people give up the booze and then people always question like how are you doing it? It's just willpower. It's you putting the negative thing in your fucking head that you can't do something. And it angers me when people say they can't do something. And sometimes I get a little bit irritated like I just did there. But it's just one of those things that you're the only one telling yourself you can't do something. There's people there was recently a guy who I think rode across from the UK over to Guinea in Africa and he did that in 30 days he or six yeah, 30 days or no, 60 days and he beat the world record which was previously held by an able-bodied person by 30 days like that's that's mind-boggling that it was 30 days that he beat that that, that person by and he I'm sure he had doubts in his mind as he was doing it he only had I think he only had one leg. I think he was missing it from his knee down. So he had a little bit of a, the, from the knee down, he was missing. So like the only thing that is stopping you is your head. And if you're, if you're comfortable in your own skin, you're able to go out and booze, happy days. But if, I know there's a lot more people out there that are not comfortable in their skin. They are doing it for social peer pressure. They're doing it to fit in. They're doing it so people won't judge them for not doing it. They're doing it for confidence. They're doing it for a variety of different reasons. And for this episode, it's for them. If they are if they are struggling, there's people out there that you can talk to. There's also pop me a message on, on Instagram, at Shane Walsh Fitness on Instagram. And I'll be more than happy to have a chat with you. Um, I hope this episode has helped. Um, I didn't know how long it was going to last. It's probably about 35 minutes a lot longer than I thought it was going to last because I only had maybe four notes on my page so appreciate you guys listening as always so if you are thinking about doing this just go and do it it's the only thing that's holding you back is your head 
and the fear of missing out and all that kind of stuff so guys thank you so much for listening as always please do like and share on social media on instagram on facebook and please do tag me in them at jane walsh fitness on instagram and be more than happy to talk to anyone that is thinking about doing it themselves as always guys thank you so much for listening i really do appreciate it excited for the next few episodes next 20 episodes can't believe we're at this already and yeah guys have a great have a, have a great week wherever you are or whatever time this is going out and i'll talk to you soon